Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another jaw-dropping, uncanny issue of Krakoa Radio. It is me, the Dowager of Table Night, the, the only table that is full at the moment, the only table that is locked in, the, all, the only table with all hands on deck. While we all are not Omegas, but guess who showed up to work today? All three of us. Um, with my fellow co-hosts, all Blackworth's not here. <laughs> Blackword mm-hmm. is at Comic Con, probably busting wide and low for some man in a tarny, uncut cosplay, and probably in his hole played with. Oh, Scary McMillan is at large once again. Um, <laughs> so I move it along to my other fellow co-host, um, Vontae of the Chiggers. Go to hell, Henry. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Vontae of the Storm. Let's get that correct. Um, uh-uh. No, it's how you not. Do- it's look, y'all ain't look. Okay, well, this is not no, about not. to be my. This, this is not about to be my introduction. Y'all not about. To, y'all not about to do that to me. Y'all not about to do that to me. So this is Vontae of the Storm. Um, table day. My table is rather empty. Um, but I'm still the regent. Um, I'm not. Um of the chiggers or whatever the hell Henry keeps trying to say. <laughs> but um yeah, we're here, we're present, we're clocked in, we're ready to get to work. And of course, he needs no introduction. <clears throat> um maybe he does. Well um is anybody at your table to introduce you? Don't do me because we just had some seat changes. Oh okay, Don't play. I, I forgot. Oh, yeah I've got People moving around because people other people trying to find new jobs. All right, Henry. That was Doctor Showtime. Cause the girls, the, the girls, the girls been reading me because none of my table has omegas on it, which is fine, and I received that. However, the girls are missing people at their table. Like, how are they even? How are they even a governing body with like not everybody there? They're about, their table, right now. that are fully stocked right now. Table day, never clocked out, just like table night never clocked out. But, you know, we had some seat arrangements, and the prior regent is now seated in the seat of loss at my table. <sighs> uh, Grandmother Storm is over here with me now, no longer with Dante. Yeah. Love you. Whatever. So I, just for that, I'm 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 probably gonna be switching seats by next Sunday. So just let you know, I'll probably be on your seat. Ain't no, there's, I mean, there's there's only one seat over here. You can you gonna sit on my lap? I could. Well, you know what? You know what? You know what? I, 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 I was I was wrong and I was rude. So Vontae, I want to apologize for you for calling you Vontae the Chiggers. You are now Vontae of the musical chairs. I really feel like that insult is better, but I still don't like it. <laughs> uh, oh, and, and, and okay. Oh, so anyhow, you know, I, but you know, I am a disciple of a world Monroe. Wherever she goes, I will follow. So oh if I have God. to, so if I have to sit on somebody's lap, so I'm, I will. <laughs> mm. and, so, you, and, and we're, so we're both abandoning table day because you know that's where I started and slid right on the fuck over. Period. See, you were ahead of the, you were ahead of the times. You were ahead of the times. 
Mm-hmm. I'm the trendsetter. The trendsetter over here. Mm-hmm. I did right by being on table night. I did right. I did right. I knew what I said. When I said, I'll be on table night. It's quiet with, over there. With the Omega of nothing. That's fine. At least it smells good over here. You know what I'm saying? Long That's since all. you walk on that, that Jasmine Poof, honey. I'm, I'm here for that. So today we are reviewing Marauders number seven, Axe X-Men, Axe Star, Star Fox, and we will have a time with X-Men Red number seven, just to tell y'all now. So expect expect your tens across the board. Expect your tens. Um, so Marauders first. Yes. <sighs> Scores. Um I actually give it a nine. I have to give it a ten. I have to give it a 10. I missed it, so. It's the Uh, art for me that always takes me out. Yeah, the art for me took me out, but it it was a really good read this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the thing that was like, okay, so like, I think the thing that's making Marauders good is because I am obsessed with the 2099 X-Men. Obsessed with the 2099 X-Men. For whatever reason, do not know why I'm obsessed with them. So seeing Cerebra on this team, and the, and the thing why I think it's great, too, because like it, it falls in chronology a little bit, because the last time we saw her was in um, Spider-Man 2099, that whole thing with the other Spider-Man. The X-Men appeared in that. They were essential characters in that. But at the time, Cerebra was their Professor X. She was in a wheelchair, but except for she had been depowered somehow. Um, and Cable was on the team. Also, Rogue was on the team. It was also very weird. Um, but she died in the series, and now she's back in, in, in our timeline. And I feel like Marauders is going to be now the, the, the timeline playing book, which should be fun and interesting. Um... Doctrine going by Fang is is great. I am really concerned about this character. It looks like Zangief. I feel like Capcom should sue. Yeah. He looks just like Zangief, right? Am I crazy? No, you're not. That's who I thought it was at first. I was like, wait, but this is this is X-Men. This isn't yeah. This isn't Capcom. <laughs> well, I was really confused. And oh, also I think too, can someone explain to me this uh Zamatikov, whatever this 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 tree? So I actually, so I had the same question then, so I went and read it. So the the District X and Utopia X during the House of M uh, timeline. So this guy, his power is to turn into a tree and he grows fruit that has different uh, different effects. What he has largely been doing in since the in the Krokoan era is his fruit is the boost fruits. But he turns him. Mm. He turns into a tree. So they. He's turned into a tree, and it's just growing boost fruit. Mm. Mm. It's like clearly, it's like it's like he's sitting there watering this nigga with vodka, and I was like, "What is going on? Is this like, is this somebody they trapped in the tree? Is this another mutant that I've not seen?" And because like I'm so, you know, missing out on X Men stuff because like you know I had that whole blackout area where I was not reading books at all. Yeah, um, that was. That was a dark time. He existed in that District X fate, that District X book that happened right at the right before House of M. 
and it mm-hmm. ended right after House of M. Um, he only existed in that book prior to this. Mm. But he lived in Mutant Town, Mutant Town, whatever, in New York. Um, okay. And was it, the in that story, he had Boost Fruit. Uh, they didn't call it that. They called it something else. And he had fruit that would, like, depower you and would, like, be poisonous and a bunch of shit. Mm, okay, 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 okay. But this but is yeah, a cute was... way for them to do um, power boosting without having to necessarily have an additional character on panel boosting somebody. Right. Yeah, I, I really like that. And the thing that's really... I, I, I'm obsessed with the threshold characters. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I like how they they combine the they explain their powers and then how they combine them to become a time capsule. Like I, that was cute. And, and also, it, it like talks about another part of mutantdom where they don't identify as mutants, like the rock idol identifies mutants, but they predate mutants also, mm-hmm. and. An old girl, um, her name is Thea. Um, okay, so Vontae, there's three new mute, three new mutants. Thea, who can control local gravity that compares time. Crave, who is a hedonist who can consume anything to survive, and amass a provocateur able to combine us into a unified being. So there's a mutant that can merge people into a solid, into his being, and somehow the Thea lady manipulates gravity, and Crave can just digest. He's like matter-eating boy from what I'm kind of thinking. Um, But they end up, so, but like, but apparently um, most mutants live in societies where everybody's queer sexual pan or sexually fluid. So now Crave is flirting with Tempo and it's really cute. I am here for it. Um, But I will Mm -hmm. say the real gag is that the CR stole her hair they stole from us. Sure did. Because when you when when you when you go back and read it, I, and I and I do suggest you do go and read it. They uh-huh. basically like she looks like a Shiar, so we all know where the Shiar got their look from. Yeah. The the, thing the, the big fucking reveal at the very end. Oh, because, the reveal at the end. So they so the way that the the pre mutant mutant society. That they came, that the threshold characters came from, they communicated using uh, viruses and bacteria uh, as like their forms of communication between one another. So they you were using viruses to talk to one each other, one another, and then they had a bacterial thing um, that ended up causing a war between them. And it turns out that those bacteria are archaea and sublime. Oh. That's who they eventually became. So Archaea and Sublime are from the pre-mutant, the, the threshold timeline. Interesting. <laughs> and that's probably why Sublime was already on Earth long before mutants had existed and why he was able to... That's why the retcon of, like, why mutants... We talked... so funny. We talked about this, about mm-hmm. how nonsensical it is for people to dislike mutants, and this is reinforcing how that happened. Because the blind basically genetically has infected non non-mutants to have some kind of prejudice towards mutants. I guess they could unlearn and work themselves past the bacteria, I guess. But and I find it really interesting that Sublime came up. And it's so funny because I just read 
um, that effort issue where Gene dot Gene is like dead and, and Cyclops doesn't redo um, the school, so they go to 150 years in the future and it's like Wolverine and and the the cuckoos and and Cassandra Nova and and that guy with the with the Sentinel against Beast who was possessed by Sublime. Mm-hmm. I think, and, uh, and was that X-Men the end? No, it was like with Gene. They, they, they were trying to find the Phoenix egg and, and Gene was being resurrected, but like she had on that black Phoenix outfit with like the black Phoenix over the chest and, and then like the low-rise black Phoenix pants. It's like I always call it Here Comes Tomorrow. Okay. And it was and it was the art was by Mark Silvestri. I don't think I've read that story, so I'll add it's, that it's, to my it's, it's a new X Men. You, I know you. Damn it! And my comic book's all. Oh, through. Grant Morrison's run. Oh, it yes. was at the end of it. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot. Yeah, I have read that then. Yeah. So like, Sublime was last seen then. I think. I think the last time I think they really brought him up, but like I remember. Beast Sublime's was last man. appearance was during. Uh. The, si- the sisterhood of uh, evil mutants where Archaea uh, popped up for the first time. Oh, see, I am so... I know, I've never heard of this Archaea. This is, so, this is why I'm so mad. I'm, like, unaware of all the comics I read because I do, I've never heard of this Archaea character before. Now I have to start Googling. Archaea is, like... So you know how Sublime is more of a biological bacterial threat? Archaea uh-huh. is supposed to be obviously his sister, but she focuses more on being... She's a techno-organic bacteria. Sort of. Um, um, so would she, be, would she be considered a villain, or...? Both of them are villains, but they're, they hate each other. Oh, great. Like, Harry is... That's great. Yep. Okay, I'm looking at uh, her uh, Marvel fandom page now. Mm. Yeah, she was part of the Sisterhood of Evil Mutants with... Um, oh, she... It oh. wasn't Madeline, it was Red Queen and Spiral and Psylocke and that storyline where they finally split um, Psylocke and Captain Britain from, from Betsy and Conan from each other. So I'm also really wondering too, because apparently she has possessed Omega Sentinel for a while. This yes. is really bringing this all full circle. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that played a part in, in Omega Sentinel being prone to being repossessed by the Sentinel program, and that left her with a hole or something. Because I remember, like you know, that she had fought for years to get autonomy again for being an Omega Sentinel and actually was working with the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And then but I think never... over time, I think they described this in something that I read recently where um, the Omega Sentinel programming just over time, eventually it just overcomes the human host and they just are nano Sentinels. I am so curious. I need to know more about this, this, this lady. I, I, I need to figure out how she arrived here. Um, okay, yeah, it it was a great book. I I had a lovely time. I I wouldn't even say beautiful gowns. I feel like we finally moved in the direction of a story that's actually making sense to me to some extent. Mm-hmm. They just have fifty eleven fucking characters in this book that you like. Fuck, nigga, I can't keep track. 
<laughs> but you know the funny part is they all they really be reading Cassandra down all the time. And she reads them right on back. Right. She's like, you dumb, you dumb fucks. How did you not see that this is John Sublime and his sister, Arkea? Where have y'all been? Right. Mm. The girls are clocked in. The girls are clocked in. All right. Do we want to move on to one of the X one shots? Let's do Star Fox first. I, feel like it's Thank you. I was thinking along the same thing because just, let's get this the fuck out the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so Vante, what's your score? So um, after reading it, uh, I'll say maybe I'll be generous and give it maybe a seven. I'll give, I, I gave it an eight. I'm giving it a seven also. It was largely, see, that's the thing with events for me is that when you have too many tie-in books or too many books, eventually you've told the story that you're telling in these one-shots. So there was a, a very little new information that we got out of this book. Okay, Zerus was pissed and Star Fox is going to seed Prime Eternal to, to Zerus when this shit is over. Great. You could have put that in another book and say yeah. this. Because it really not you know. Yeah, because it really didn't need um a one shot, honestly. Um I really feel like this was one of those books that was trying to um I guess humanize Star Fox in a way. That's just me personally. I feel like they were trying to I don't know. I guess they were trying to get us past the whole rapist shit. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I didn't... It's not much I really I really got from... It's not much I really got from that. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a good, you know, a little cute read, but I really feel like they were trying to kind of, like, redo his character. So And better position him as Thanos' opposite when that's yeah. actually Adam Warlock, but, you know, we'll let that rock. Um, yeah. Largely, they just could have kept it with gowns. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was I guess, um, interesting to see Zora's glasses ass all around uh, Olympia. Um, that, was, that was cool. It's like, um, is I being like a, like a thing for all these people? Like, everybody just seems to love I being. Well, technically, all of the Eternals have the same power. It's just some of them have focused their efforts on being better at different parts of it. So Zerus is actually, he's sort of like their apocalypse in that he can sort of do whatever the fuck he wants to do. And he's sort of a master of most things. That's what he is. Yeah, Yeah, the story story wasn't like terrible for me because I'm not familiar with the... um, Eternals like that, so getting some understanding of Star Fox's character by the fact that he is chronically known as a rapist. Yeah. I just... I, I know you... Kind of... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I know you have an aversion to wanting to read the Eternals books. Yes. I will say for the millionth fucking time, all three of the Eternals runs 
have been really good stories. If you are interested, I definitely recommend Neil Gaiman's, um, Kieran Gillen's, and I forgot the name of the other person that wrote the Eternals run. I cannot see it from here. Um, definitely recommend all three of them. The more modern yeah. runs, not not Starlin or um, who's the other person that wrote the fucking Eternals? Uh, uh, not Kirby? Starlin or Jack Kirby. Yeah, not theirs because okay. theirs are really weird and out there. But the three most recent ones. Yeah, because I was gonna say I I never really. I knew of the Eternals, but I never really read their work. So um, when um, Steven um, kind of presented it, I tried both out. And it was actually a pretty good read. So um, I think you should try it out, Henry. I would suggest it. Yeah, one day. And that silence, yeah, and that silence just gives me everything. <laughs> yeah, one day. Well, one day. Showtime. It's the same. It's, it's the same thing with you, and it's the same thing with you and Dark Knights still. So, yeah, I'm not reading that. <laughs> Lord, we are gonna get you the budge one day. We'll go. We're gonna you get got Kryptonians, and there's speedsters around somewhere. I, no, thank you. Keep it. <laughs> Y'all are you got stubbornest comic readers I've ever met. <laughs> One, two, yeah. many Archer niggas is in this shit. Keep it. No, thank you. No, I, Ice I, villains. No, thanks. Yeah, not interested at all. All right, well, enough oh. of that. So, moving on to the doll. Period. X-Men. Which I am gonna give a ten. I am also gonna give this a ten. This this is actually really really good. Oh, what are we? Uh, oh, X X Men. No, I know, but I, was, I thought you were going to ask what the scores were. Okay, go ahead. Oh, we both gave it a ten. Yeah. Um. I, I give it a nine point five. The 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 the, the art kind of like just bothering me a little bit. That's fair. Yeah. The art was just bothering me a little bit, but I really I really did enjoy the book, and I'm really not shocked that Gene failed. Yeah. I really appreciate that. This is is this the first time somebody has like seriously tried to call her to task for the Dark Phoenix stuff? Yeah, because um, the only thing we really got where she was, like, actually called out on it was, like, in the Dark Phoenix saga where they put her on trial. Other than that, I don't really... I, to my knowledge, I don't think that they've actually addressed it and she gave, like, her feelings on, like, you know, how she was handling the aftermath of it. Like, yeah, since, she's, she's, since she's been back. Right. And, and it's also, like, the fact that, like, a lot of times the X-Men don't... They 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 they're very protective of Gene. Like Gene can do no wrong, mm-hmm. and, and they always see the Phoenix event as something separate from Gene. They don't really hold her accountable at all for any of that that happened because, like, technically, it really wasn't her. 
just her vessel, uh, but it was like, that's what they brought up in this in this book. It actually but, was her. But how, but I don't understand that because how did they? Okay, so if so, that portion of the phoenix that was doing all of those crazy things, so they retcon that to where okay, she merges with that, so that basically was her. So the way they explained it here, because there's a, there's literally a page where they say you are the phoenix now and forever. That's the machine talk, the uh, progenitor talking to her. What mm-hmm. I understood that to mean is that she is the phoenix as it was originally explained prior to it being retconned as a separate entity. But that the phoenix, because the phoenix, it, when Jean has always said she is the only her that has ever existed. She becomes the Phoenix in the future, and because the Phoenix is is ever present at through all timelines, that it possessed her. She possessed herself, huh? As the Phoenix, so she did it. Okay. Um. Well. Ooh. Well. Shit. Jean. That, no. that's, that's, that's like that, that. That is such a like. Uh, that's so. Not the word weird, but it's like. It's like, it's like a chicken before the egg kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Because I'm because for me, I I felt like I I I get I get that, but I just didn't understand. Like, okay, if she the real gene was put in the bottom of the ocean in the damn cocoon. So right. she basically reaping the repercussions of something that the phoenix did when she made a duplicate of her. So I don't, I, I, I mean, but I it was, it. The, but the Phoenix is her. So like, she just made another body for herself. Yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's a very, because there's retcons mixed in there and it's like different storytelling elements. It's like, it doesn't quite make sense, it, but it's it, supposed it, to. It doesn't because the only thing I'm the only thing I'm saying is I personally don't feel like you know I'm don't get me wrong I like Gene you know I ain't you know I don't want the fans come after me you know I ain't really I really wasn't like the biggest Gene Gray fan but I really didn't feel like that was fair for her to have to be judged based off of something that the Phoenix did and that's a duplicate I mean I get what you're saying but I'm like how is she responsible for that when she was put in the bottom of the ocean? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, this version of her was put in the bottom of the yep, but she's being held to task for her future crimes. Okay. But she does something else? I'm so confused. No, this version of Jean that we've been seeing this entire time that was in the bottom of the Jamaican Bay while the Phoenix Force was doing the Dark Phoenix saga. This Jean of our current timeline becomes in the future, the Phoenix force that exists through all time that comes back and repossesses herself. That's, 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 that's such a mindfuck. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is a, that is that's a, such a, a mindfuck. big mindfuck. I don't like that. But it doesn't, aside from that though, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like she's only being judged for that. It's also like she's being judged for her her leaving the quiet council too. Because if she hadn't left because it's like if she hadn't left the quiet council, a lot of shit wouldn't have taken place. 
is what I got from that one section where she's in her old costume sitting at the at the uh, choir council, and then Emma's talking about let's burn the humans and all that shit, or let the humans burn and stuff. Is that accurate? Do y'all think that's accurate? Because that's what I took from that. Because I think I would like, agree to an extent as well. I just don't like her being blamed for this. Like, and and I ain't for protecting uh, white women most time, but I really don't like her being blamed for this. Yeah. But the, you know the progenitor is being unreasonable in his judgments, or their oh, judgments, rather. The, the progenitor is getting on my he's complete fucking nerves. Mm. I mean, yeah. it is an unreasonable judgment of Gene. It absolutely is. This is the current Gene that he is. Ju- they are judging is not the Gene that is the Phoenix Force. She becomes that eventually, but she hasn't done that. So you're, but you know what? You're, this is really your Carol Danvers are in her during Civil War too. Right, but we we really should talk about how this is an allegory for how white women spend their time protecting white men, and Scott got all free, and Jean's sitting here getting, and she failed the fucking test. He told the fucking Virginia to go talk to my, go talk to my white woman behind behind my white woman, and he passed the test, and she failed it, protecting him. So it couldn't be me. Yeah, nah. That's why I should be fucking with Marine. That's what I'm saying, because but. Because Logan was definitely her, I guess he was more so like her confidant in this entire situation, which I would have to say it was nice. It was, it was, it was a cute, it was a cute uh, moment for Wolverine. And I typically don't go up for Wolverine, but he's like, don't listen to that motherfucker. He don't know shit. You know, you, you, you know, you, you do everything, you know, you do everything you can to protect people and you're doing a good job, boo. You know, I love you, you know, all that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was cute. It was cute. But meanwhile, uh, Cersei was the one staying clocked in. Hey, girls, um, we got to move. <laughs> yeah, like, let's, like, she in charge the field trip. Okay, we all have to move on to the next exhibit. Let's, let's get it going. The girls are taking too long. I don't have all day for this. Like mm-hmm. the world, hello, the world ending. Oh my Our twenty-four God. hours is almost up, girl. We have to get this done. And you know, all of us can re uh, can be reborn, except for this fuck nigga former drunk. <laughs> right. And so, oh, 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 the, oh, the funny, the funniest thing about this issue was, of course, <laughs> Mister Sinister. Talking about like cloning Gene, but it never being Gene. <laughs> like he's obsessed with that woman. He was like, I love her, and I can make. I gotta find the quote because it 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 tickled me to all my pieces. Oh, I said I cloned Gene Gray, and I couldn't clone Gene Gray. I made something else several times. Some better than others, but none annoyingly better than her. She's unique that has a certain value. <laughs> Emphasizing she is the only gene that has ever been. Yeah. And ever will yep. be. And but it also lends to the fact that he's made other gene graves. So there could be other genes sitting out there in the world that we don't know about. Nor his ass. No, they when oh, Madeline right. was activated, Madeline all the others all. got destroyed. Yep. Yeah. So you that's can right. have a bunch of Maddie clones, but they're not Gene. 
Uh, I think it's safe to say Sinister is a stand. <laughs> like, I, I, I love that little redhead husband. Yeah, Sinister to Dion Ward of uh of the X Men universe. He's got the Dion Ward of the X Men universe. He's like, he's like walking around. He said, like, "Oh, hmm, I got your number, Huzzy." Talking about more McTaggart. <laughs> Lord, that bitch. His, his Mora farm is gonna cause the fucking sense of Sinister timeline, which. The announcement that there will be a book called Storm and the Brotherhood. I'm buying all of it. I'm just really I'm really just curious about like what do these books mean exactly? And I and I know it's all in the lens of like this whole like sense of sinister situation and you know him having the more clones and him like basically doing timelines existing through them. And I'm also curious about how when does he? I, I I'm really curious about like how it's all working. Does he know that like? I guess so. I guess okay. So I'm gonna have to do the like, little theorizing. I'm assuming that when he made the clones of Mora, that was the stop point for the timeline. So anything that those those Mora clones do after that is are the other threaded timelines. So I guess like he. I want to see somehow sending himself a message back through time. Just like, okay, this shit ain't working. We got to kill the moral for this timeline and get back to, get things back to where it was. Because this is bullshit. Okay, back to plan Plan C. And because and because Sensei's lived a lot of years, he's patient. His 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 secondary mutation is experimentation because he can experiment on shit all day. I'm really curious about like how many times has he done this? And I, at and least twenty three. And because we're about to find out the extent of things that he's done and and the and the death some of these timelines go to because it's also been hinted with Destiny being aware of all these timelines splintering all stuff going on and Destiny also being the only one that knows that it's going on. I was really curious about how he is aware that he's doing this. Because it's not like a thing of, like, him being moral prime and, you know, going living his, living his full life, dying, or intentionally dying to go back to the beginning to do it differently again. I'm just really curious about how he's been pulling this off. I want the details. Mm-hmm. Time travel wouldn't be involved with it. Like, the... the like That's what uh, I'm saying. The uh, sinister from another timeline coming to that timeline and informing him, or something like that. So I, th- I think when they introduced that concept of him having the Mora farm, he download he psychically downloads shit into the Moiras that he's made, and then he kills them when he needs to reset shit, and it sends them back to when he first made that particular clone. Hmm. Hmm. So, like, I think he cre- he's creating save points periodically. Oh, okay, this thing happened. Um, and then so he knows that that particular Moira is a particular save point. Okay, I fucked up at this part. All right, going to kill this right. one and send them back. That's really complex, though. Yeah. That's really complex. Especially since the actual Moira Prime is now a sentinel. 
Reaver. I don't know what to fucking call it. She's a robot. She's some shit that we don't care about. <laughs> Mora.exe. Yeah, more is the worst. More is the fucking worst. She's the true definition of a fucking hussy. <laughs> she really is. Speaking like, of hussies, speaking of hussies, we want to discuss X Men Ray. You know, this is why we're all here. This is why this episode has been so calm because we kind of been waiting yeah. for this moment. 10. 10, 10, 11. 10. Across 10. the board. I gave it an 11. Tip, tip, tip on hardwood floors. It was <laughs> great. I. Vontae, right. you go. This oh, is you. I, it is, and it is. You know, a lot of people were upset about because from the cover, I think a lot of people were upset because they were expecting this big fight between Storm and Iska and how this was going to carry out because, you know, Storm is an Omega manipulator. It was a big fight between the two of them, but it wasn't a physical fight. Exactly. So I think a lot of people were expecting that, and then they got something completely different. I, I I really enjoyed it because... Iska, for me, has been, Angela Bassett, I should say, has been popping shit for the longest time. <laughs> like, it's, it was fucking epic that they all basically ganged up on her, basically saying, like, you know what? You know, we may lose, but we still gonna swing on your ass. <laughs> right. Right. So I thought it was Storm cool. said, bitch, you would have tried it and we would have still kicked your fucking ass, lost, and and not have been uh we, we weren't going out like bitches. No exactly. that fucking even shit, even Latuka was sitting up there like bitch, you don't even know us like that. You don't even know us like that. <laughs> and and oh, for Latuka to run up, you had to do some wild shit. Some real wild shit. But it was it was fucking epic. Like I thought it was it didn't give like it didn't give like the fucking it didn't give the fight that you know we wanted, but it gave the fight that was necessary. Right. Lactuka's exact words, Iska who speaks of us, who speaks for us, who speaks over us, Iska who does not know us. Bitch, play us. <laughs> And I also like, and I also love the fact that the Omega of Nothing was basically able to challenge Iska and tell her, like, you know what, you under, like, the winner is going to be the person who understands the meaning of loss the most. And Iska lost basically every fucking thing from her being a kid to, but even though she's the winner of, even though she comes out victorious on a lot of things, it's like, a lot of shit didn't go her way, but because of her power, it was like she she basically had to win in whatever way her power wanted her to go. Right. Like, not all... Victory is not... A good victory. Winning is not always a victory. Sometimes right. losing is the better, is the thing that's better for you. And she has right. never lost. 
Because yeah. right. I mean, you got to think about it. Her sister. Um, she now she was with Tarn. She she mm-hmm. her and Tarn did have a relationship. Yeah, that's why she cried when that bitch nigga died. So, I wonder what sex with them would be like. Well, Iska and Tar. Yeah. I bet it's good. I bet it's I good. Really, I really feel like it's real yeasty. Yeah, that, them head tentacles just give me yeast and bacteria. Yeah. But like, but yesterday... But he has complete biological effect over his person and her person. Oh, I could imagine how that feels. <sighs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> mm. But what do y'all think about the seat changes? I love it. It is fantastic. I welcome Storm to Table Dawn. I do too. I, oh, you know what? I also did uh, mean to mention the thing about um, Storm and Magneto in the beginning of the book. Like, I really, I really like how he kind of like he kind of acknowledged the fact that Xavier is a good man, which I don't, I don't see it. I don't see how. But he told Storm like, "You need to keep your eye out for him <laughs> because mm-hmm. he won't turn us into some martyrs." <laughs> Right. He said, watch out for my nigga, though. That's my nigga. But watch out for him. He be trying it. And he was, I'm, I'm gonna say this, Ewing was really selling this shit because, like, at the end, he talking about, he saw his daughter, Anya, and he's, like, looking off, and he starts crying and shit. Like, he was really selling this shit. Like, it was very cinematic for a comic book. <laughs> Magneto's only actual biological child. Right, I just never thought in a million years that he, that Magneto would die through the Krakoa age. I would just, I just never saw that coming. Me either. And he refused. Uh, yeah, he refused resurrection. Right? Like he refused resurrection. No, he, no, he actually he took Storm and his um, Cerebro backups, brought them to, I think his first or second Great Ring meeting. And, and when they were discussing them. how he destroyed them, they were discussing how Iraqis don't do resurrection. That's not something that they believe in. So he, so in order for him to be part of the Great Ring, I think Iska caught, challenged him on it. Somebody yeah. challenged him on it. Um, he um, ended up destroying both of their cerebral backups, so he cannot back up. He can't resurrect. That's so dumb. And if so Storm dies, like- even though she's ne- literally never died, um, no, she died once and followed the mutants, but that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Same issue. She was back alive. Um, he cannot, Storm and Magneto cannot resurrect. They die like Iraqis die permanently. I really feel like that's bullshit because how can you, uh, like, like Henry said, I didn't expect for Magneto to actually die. I figured that like, that would be like a new character thing with him, where his power, he like he uses his power to keep himself alive or like right. something. But I never expected him to actually die. So I, I don't I know that nigga is gonna pop back up at some point down the line. They're gonna resurrect <laughs> him with the phoenix or some other shit. I can see that. There is no fucking way that. Magneto, the character Magneto, the big-ass, popular-ass fucking character Magneto is going to be dead forever. 
But I find that interesting because now it seems like Storm is going to go into what I've been seeing like a radical era because mm-hmm. it's like she's going to be basically what Magneto was, like a revolutionary version of herself. Because it's like mm-hmm. like her making like his helmet in the background with the clouds was like real symbolic to me because I feel like oh, that's, that's what her... That, yeah, that was his helmet. That was oh his helmet. God. I gotta go back and look at it again. I am so. Excited. I didn't catch that until just yeah. now either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like her, like I, I did. <laughs> like I don't know oh, why. It is. That, like that, right? So yeah, because I was like, yo, like she is really about to enter into like a real revolutionary state, and I'm here. I'm here for it. I really am. She took that seat. And she made the helmet in the cloud. I'm like, we we, we about to eat. <laughs> so somebody said this, and I don't remember if it was Steven or somebody else, that they're positioning Storm. Uh, so you initially they had Xavier and Magneto as the two um, ideological opposites for mm-hmm. the mutants. And at mm-hmm. this point, they have positioned the X-Men and the Brotherhood with Storm and Gene as those ideological opposites. Because Gene is replacing Charles as the, the quote-unquote leader of the X-Men, and Storm is doing that with the Brotherhood. Right. Which I fucking love. Because right. if you think because if you think about it in the like all the X like the X-Men universe of Jean Grey and Storm are like the they're like the most ideological characters, like main characters of, of that universe. So I I really feel like it would be dope. And besides we need we need new figures other than Charles and Magneto. And I, right. I, I, if, if one more dumbass tells me that Charles and Eric are MLK and Malcolm X, oh I'm gonna God. have to hit them upside the head with a fucking history book because that is not even accurate at all. So historically <laughs> inaccurate. Very yeah, but I, but I also, but I also am very curious to see where the Krakoan age goes if there is no Magneto or Xavier. I mean, because more more is like the wild card in all of it, and and while she is an archetype of Xavier's dream, she's not Xavier's dream or Magneto's dream. She's her own dream, but mm-hmm. but like, but she's not a dream that is that is like she's like she's like the green party. Like, girl, we know you're here, but like, do your votes matter? Um. You just you 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 well your votes do matter. You you disrupt disrupt. Let me not go there. Let me not go there. Um, I digress. But you know, Xavier and Magneto are you know each, each other's you know they get side of the coin. So what happens with if that coin is removed? What happens to Krakoa? And I'm really curious. And I'm really hoping that Fall of X that's coming is about Xavier's removal from Krakoa. What happens? If he's not there, like there's like and, and and we've gone through ages, especially like you know in previous X Men eras where Xavier has been gone, and it's also usually on brand. We're, we're here another like every like ten years they gotta remove that man from the X Men books, so this might be it again. Oh, I personally wouldn't be too mad at it because when Xavier was gone, I like he wasn't missed. For me, I actually felt like no. it was a lot. I actually felt like 
I felt like it was an improvement and more developed when Xavier wasn't there. When they had like, you know, the memories of him and shit like that, like it helped push them forward. But like, okay, eras where, okay, we had Cyclops that was like leading mutants and trying to preserve mutant kind or something like that. Like, I felt like that was 10 times better. You know, like with with Xavier, I just felt I, I I personally feel like it was never anything where I just didn't feel like he was he he wasn't he was very dishonest to me. He really wasn't like for you to be this person that wants to push the mutant kind ahead and have all this coexistence and stuff like that. It was like you did a, a lot of like shifty shit in order to get what you right. like get your mm-hmm. message and shit out. I didn't feel like right. I don't I didn't feel like it was that way with Cyclops being in charge. Right. That's what happens when you get old racist white men to do uh to be in charge of shit. Facts. But I would uh, I think it I think I am curious to see how the Kokoa era the Kokoa era would go with Jean Grey and Storm being like the figureheads. Yeah, like I, I'm curious too because that's who it's going to fall on. Everybody thinks he's going to fall on Cyclops, but Cyclops doesn't want Cyclops doesn't want that responsibility anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's made that abundantly clear. He's like, I don't want to be in charge. We had a whole era of that, and you saw right. where that got us. I was the Dark Phoenix. Yeah, right. And, and he, uh, really? and he rather, and he rather be, you know, the cop versus. You know the prosecutor. That's fine. Yeah, and I really hope that that um, I really hope that doesn't lead Storm and Jean Grey to clash because I know they like like best friends, but I know Charles and Xavier have butted heads a lot of times. So I wonder if that's kind of going to be like a and thing they were best friends. Yeah, and so I'm wondering if that history is going to repeat itself and they're going to have some type of issue along the line, which. I really feel like I don't want to see them do that, but I feel like it would be interesting to kind of see like how like how far their like how strong their relationship is. Mm-hmm. I don't know, we see. Yeah, the we very, the very last couple of pages in here. <laughs> Where Abigail has been uh, resurrected and oh, it's back on baby. peak, and Wizkid and Cable are like spying on her, and Cable is realizing, "Oh, bitch, did we just let this bitch do too much?" Oh no, nigga. Mm 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 that gun. Yeah, it was like more of a thing of like they really thought that she was up to up to some fuck shit. She's they didn't know she's up to the most ultimate of fuck shit. And I think the thing that the thing that we I think I think the thing that's that's also interesting, very triggering about all of this is I have a lot of questions about Cable's knowledge of the timeline because we have to realize that Cable was born in in, in the in, in the present, then he went all the way to the far future. But he, but he's also existed in the 2099 era with the X Men then, and and I and one thing we if you like none of y'all didn't read um, X Men 2099. 20, I mean I mean the X 29 um, the Spider Man thing for 2099. 
there there were some things and there was some engagement between him and um Cerebra where Cable was like basically there was like not like a Doctor Strange moment, but like you know like that moment in in, in um in Endgame where he's just like, you know, I can't tell you what's going on, mm-hmm. but something's going on. And Cable would never disclose with them what what the time what he knew from the timeline for the future. But I also wondered does does Cable also not know not know like was like I wonder how much was Krakoa erased from the time stream because like because like Bishop's more closer to the adjacent to that timeline than Cable is, and and eventually they're gonna have to retcon some things about Krakoa or whatever. But because things that like Bishop came back to the past for the traitor, and I thought that like at some point maybe he would have thought oh it, it was Mora not Gambit. Was she the traitor that that Bishop was making the pass for? But we don't know that's what, what that is. There's so many things, but I just know that like Cable probably knows more about the timeline or when Krakoa ended, and doesn't know how it ended. But probably thought that Abigail Brand is the catalyst in the end of Krakoa. And mm-hmm. if he was not there, and this goes into the whole thing about like the mutants always win, this is probably why. I'm so intrigued really? now. When is Fallout Act coming whole... out? I need, I need to know the tea. When is all this shit coming out? I need this to hurry up. Because I don't give a fuck about this Fall of X is next summer. Oh. Well, that's too far from now. Yep. Sins of Sinister. Ha- Dark Web has to happen next. And then Sins of Sinister um, happens at the top of next year. And then in the summer is Fall of X. Yeah, I'm 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 actually looking forward to um, Dark Web actually because I love um, Madeline Pryor, so I'm really curious about how fun that's going to be, and she's involving a lot of people in this, so it should be a shit show. And it's a it's a event that ties Spider Man and the X Men together, so you know that will bring the Avengers fans over because Spider Man is where those Venn diagrams overlap. And, and also, we're we're probably about to get um, we're also probably about to get um, the Spider-Man, Firestar, Iceman, Amazing Friends situation. Yeah, I feel like, I feel um, like that's intentionally coming. We don't want that. Oh, right, we're getting a Captain Britain solo book. I just started on the Marvel page. I want to go look at the uh, the time the time thing for uh, the Marvel books. But clearly, Captain Britain is getting her own books, so that means at some point, Knights of X is coming to an end. And I just complained Mar- about that. Knights of X just ended. Yeah, yeah, it ended already. I just uh, and I just complained about that last show about how they keep doing these books that they're making appear like ongoings and they're not. Well, yeah. it's, they cancel them because people aren't buying them. You like restarting the same I, book with a new with the same cast that can make a fucking difference. And I still feel like that's dumb because, like, that's the one thing I will say that I think somebody said this on um, the podcast before. That's the one thing that DC does. Like, if it's like going to be a short series, they'll say like 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 one of six or you know yeah. whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I really feel like they, I really feel like they need to follow that because, like, I'm not gonna. 
I'm tired of like looking at all these series, think it's gonna be one going, and then it like ends after like five issues. Right. And not that like it doesn't change like we're not gonna buy it, but I'd rather they keep like three or four flagship books like X-Men, um, New Mutants, X-Force, sadly Wolverine, mm. and and maybe like another another book as like they these books are the center of the universe. These books are telling another part of the story. And I think maybe Marvel's probably trying to play the game of if we tell them that it's a limited series, they're not going to buy it. So we're making them think that it's ongoing. And I'm just like, I'm still going to buy it because I want to know what's going on. Because a lot of times these stories really do affect continuity. But mm-hmm. if Legion of X dies, well, you think that we get a Nightcrawler's book? I don't know what the in, in the sense of Sinister. So like, are we are we about to do? I- think the sins of sinister they're just gonna basically rename all the fucking books because yeah. it's like an age of apocalypse thing where that's they renamed all the fucking too. books mm-hmm. that's what i'm thinking too because i'm really curious how immortal x-men are going to go which is a really great play on immortal x-men oh, i thought that was great but that was great but i'm really curious because yeah yeah i don't know and I'm just going to add it to my collection of apocalypse books books that I have up on my um, shelf over here. Are you making some good artwork this time? And Pepe Larage, you better clock in, sis. You're getting tired. Yeah, I need, uh, yeah, I need Pepe back ASAP. We're getting tired, sis. They can go ahead and wrap up this accident, though. That I'm, ooh. Yeah. Do your show, girl. Do your show. To quote the uh, Titus right, what's the hold up? Do your show, girl. Do your show. <laughs> like, I love your artwork. You know, my nerves. Well, we also are getting an X23 series. I just saw that too. Yeah, I saw that too, which is actually really interesting. Stop calling her X twenty fucking three. That's what it look. That, that's, yeah, that's the name of the series. That's what. That's the name of the series. I'm not saying that to y'all. I'm saying it to Marvel. Stop oh. calling her X twenty three. It's confusing. <laughs> I, I, but I'm also wondering: this is is this time displaced because she's in her old costume? It might be because they got because I'm just like I'm just looking at they got a Rogue and Gambit series. They got the X-23 Deadly Genesis. Um, it's a five-issue limited series by whoever Erica Schultz is. Um, Feeney Howard's doing the um, uh, Betsy Braddock uh, Captain Britain um, series. Oh, she's still staying around in the X office. I thought when Knights of X ended, she was like, bye, girl. I'm going to go write Catwoman. Bye. Mm-hmm. Nah, so she's right. Um, this is being written by her, so she didn't leave the X office mm-hmm. that much. Love her for that. Well, love that for her, rather. Yeah, yeah, man. And then they got um, Avengers Assemble. I don't know what the hell that it's coming out in November. Um, this is not an Avengers podcast. We know. We we know. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then summer, uh, summer symbiotes, symbiotes, and uh, summer twenty twenty three. 
I don't know that I'm going to want to read that, even though I'm a Venom and Carnage fan. I'm definitely yeah. not reading that. I'm definitely not reading that. I'll tell y'all now. I'm definitely not reading that. They kiss my ass on that. I'm definitely not reading that. Like at all. Yeah, I, I'm saying that I'm not going to read that, and then knowing me, it's going to come out and be like, "Ooh, this looks interesting," and I'm going to still fucking read it. <sighs> they do. They could probably do some fuck shit with this dark web thing, and somehow like entangle it into this uh, the symbiotes thing. But I'm not more likely not going to read it. And the thing is, it's not like I'm not a spider. Like it's not like I don't like Spider Man. I love Spider Man. I just don't like him comically. I like him like movies or like animation. I don't like reading his books for some reason. I'm reading the new run of Spider-Man that is doing the end of the Spider-Verse story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mid. I, I wanted to pick that up, but I decided not to. They, when they just released a new Spider-Man number one, and I looked at it, and I peeked mm-hmm. in, and I was like, Whoa. I'm not reading Amazing Spider-Man. I refuse to do that. But... The point, the adjective list Spider-Man book is doing the end of the Spider-Verse. So they're going through and like just like taking apart the the various Spider-Verse characters. And I'm like, mm. yeah. See, I don't know. I I don't really read too much Spider-Man either. I feel Henry on that. I like even like the animation. I like his games too. He has some yeah, 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 yeah. He's great in video games too. I just, I just as a comic, I'm just never really interested. And, and that's that's the same way I feel about Batman because I don't really read too, too many Batman series, but his games are fucking awesome. Like Batman is like hit or miss for me in the comics sometimes. Um, I think I think I need to divorce myself from some of my DC reads though, because some of them are like I'm reading Dark Crisis and I'm just like, why am I still here? I, you know what? I felt the same exact way. Like it's uh, taking Poison Ivy little... is a great story though. What story? Poison Ivy. I think I think I have a hard time associating superheroes being being uh, white people with mental health problems like they mostly are in the Batman universe. I kind of like. I kinda, it's kind of hard for me to like, like not saying that you're not a, a super villain or whatever that you don't have real shit going on, but it always seems the premise is you're you're a person scorned, so I'm gonna take it out on on this city. Like Gotham mm-hmm. City, y'all didn't do like a mental health reach out program or something, honey. Y'all got to do something because y'all got too many people walking around upset and crazy. Y'all walk around like how y'all y'all walk around how y'all think New Yorkers walk around. DC to me could benefit from having a couple extra psychics and telepaths around. They have a lot of niggas who do magic and like three niggas who do who have telepathy. Right. Marvel has the opposite. They got 511 telepaths and like six niggas who do magic. Yeah. Right. Honestly, everybody and their mama has super strength and flight and a vulnerability. Yeah, so, like, does. it's almost, yeah, so it's like, what, when you actually get, like, a telepath or, you know, somebody that has some other type of ability, it's like a rare commodity. And and, and I think there's a larger problem, too, that, like, leg, that DC's built on a lot of legacy characters. I guess this is our circuit party, Shade and DC. Um, <laughs> DC has a lot of, has, like, pitted. 
Circuit party. So our circuit party today is why Marvel is and why DC ain't. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so what I was saying is like DC is full of so many legacy characters. It doesn't give them the breath, the breath to make room for other characters. And when they do make brand new characters, they rarely stick. Like they've been trying to make Booster Gold happen for a very long time, and I wish they just let her just go. But then they end up attaching Mo- Booster Gold to to Blue Beetle to make it make sense. But Ted Cord is dead. Most of DC's characters are it's like a pantheon thing. So when they ever yeah. they make a new character, it's oh this is the Black Batman. Oh this is the Woman Flash. Oh this right. is the it's the whatever version of the character we all know. Right. It's like, okay, girl, can you make something new for us, please? Yeah, because even like reading Team Justice right now, which is actually halfway decent, they're just gender swapped of characters. Mm-hmm. That's it. Even though Aqua Girl uh, is really patterned after Storm, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, definitely, um, you could tell. Yeah, like I said, in that last issue, she was walking around with white eyes and great and great white hair, and I don't like that. Mm-mm. The only thing that makes her not, and I think the thing that DC did intentionally by making her not look like Storm was by adding a septum piercing to her. Because if she didn't have it, she would look just like Storm. Oof, and I don't like DC and Marvel been copying off each other since DC and Marvel have been DC and Marvel. But there's no, there's no duplicating Storm. Like there, there, you can't. Like it's not even going to be the same. Yeah, no, not at all. And I really hate the fact that like DC still keeps saying that they that girl and they're not. Not saying DC's not. It's just like they're, they're, they're they, they are good at feeding the the Greek gods, the Greek god, the Greek gods version of. Abilities and super and super heroics is is very. DC, Marvel benefits from the anybody can be a hero. That's sort of their mantra. Whereas right. DC is all about exceptionalism. That every hero is part of a pantheon and not right. necessarily a person that just so happens to have powers. Right. Which is the big difference. So y'all know I hate speedsters. Mm-hmm. Hate. Really? Abhor them. Abhor them. Really? So, yeah, big difference between... we never heard that, Henry. <laughs> wow. I've never heard Big that. DC... Wow. Big um, difference between DC speedsters and Marvel speedsters is that the Flash characters are all just plot devices with costumes. Like, the only thing that you ever need to know about them is that they run fast. That's it. That's all you ever needed to know. Whereas the niggas who have speedster powers in Marvel are characters that just so happen to have speedster powers. Right. They're people that have a set of powers rather than a power given to a person. Which is largely why I hate fucking speedsters because it's like, oh, you run fast, but you know what the same result, the same things that your abilities result in like six other niggas can do without having to be an awful character. That's annoying. I hate speedsters a lot. 
how many how many you how many y'all niggas gotta run to save the day? How many of y'all gotta run? Right. Ooh, you're running through time. Okay. Ooh, you're running so fast you can you can phase through a a, a fucking wall. Okay. DC has eight hundred million fucking sorcerers. They all can do that too. Without having to be ridiculous. And also like this all mm-hmm. seem to be like some level of like elitism, like, you know, everybody's a flash, mm-hmm. but everybody can't be a flash. And you want why people become mm-hmm. super villains because they try to become a thing that they don't they can't they can't have access to. But like especially like the Flash universe is 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 basically a not just a legacy universe, it's also a, le- a universe where this is genetically being passed down. Like you breeding whole families of speedsters. And then the thing that's even crazier is like even how they uh versus like how Marvel does their characters where like like the Marvel timeline seems to be like only at the max probably ten years of existence, minus the fact that like, you know, they've been around for like, you know, what, sixty years now? Almost it'll be sixty years next year, right? For the X Men it'll be sixty years. Sixty year anniversaries next year. Yeah. Um but like with DC, it's just like they try to condense all their timelines and old characters into one world. Like, cause like, cause like Alan Scott Green Lantern being being in this this crisis event, and his Green Lantern abilities are based around fire, and he has a daughter and a son that have fire and light and darkness abilities. It's like what? Like, how are you a Green Lantern? But your but your but your Green Lantern thing is mystical, not technological. His so, Green Lantern powers have always been different than the uh, than the Green Lantern core powers. Even though they randomly gave him a Green Lantern core ring at some point in time, yeah, that like, he then got rid of, and it went back to the mystical one. I don't know. Yeah, and it's in the dated costume. Everybody got on opera gloves and, and high collars. It's really what is going on. I can't. I can't keep up. I get so confused. That's kind of like. With Future State, and I don't know. Like I've read like some of Future State, I didn't read all of it, all of the titles. I, I, I read all of it. I read all of it, and I'm still reading Future State yeah. Gotham, which actually isn't that bad because yeah. it's, it's done. It's done like a manga. Like it's, it's all in black and white. Yeah. So I, uh, I mean, I enjoyed Future State. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I thought that that would have been like years in the future. Bef- like, how are they all in the same timeline? Or maybe I missed that. Because uh, so is, is a near, near future. It's before yeah. Batman oh, Beyond. Near, okay, near, near future. Yeah. Okay. Like, they, they, there, are few, there are a few right turns and wrong turns from that. Because you, as you see, Yara Flores is in is existence. And all mm-hmm. the other things are going on. And like with uh, Beast Boy and Cyborg merging and then unmerging. They, they're in yeah. that Right, like right turn, wrong turn situation. Gotcha. Okay. Which is so dumb. Like, like, I, really like would, I was gonna say, I really would have gave like those newer characters a whole era to themselves. That's mm-hmm. that's just me, because I feel like now they're like really underneath the shadow of, you know, like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, like. It's, just... it's giving all new, all Marvel. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's very Angelica Pickles. It's like making your own problems and then crying about it. Like, <laughs> like I don't. I, I just don't understand. Like, why would you put so much pressure on yourself as a brand and make Future State and it's a near future event, and then you just introduce all those characters into the real? What are y'all doing? Because mm-hmm. the Black Man Naomi is still there. Yeah, but the Black Black the Black Batman, super the new Superman. And the new Wonder Girl all are existing right now. And Future say some other things happen to them in their far future, but it's like like what is this? Like y'all doing y'all doing a lot. I enjoy Jace Fox as Batman in New York. I enjoy um the Aquaman series. Yeah. I enjoy all of the Nubia books also. Like all the Wonder Girl books. I'm so mad she got canceled. That was bullshit. That was bullshit. That's some of the best art and best writing I've seen in a long time in DC. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. I was like, this mm-hmm. is really good. Since DC. Like, y'all, that's like, I was like, Phaedra. Now, this I like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it was it was really enjoyable for me. But all, some of the other shit, I'd be like, really confused. And, but I think also, I think the thing that needs to end is that I no longer read uh, company-wide events. I just read localized events. Because, like, that Shadow War thing actually was really good. And not too long and not too much drawn out. Got to the point. It was great. But I... Child of Amazons was bomb. Aquaman yeah. is bomb. I am regretting Dark Crisis right now. And I'm already, cause I'm already in now. I can't quit it. Same. And I really feel yes, like you can. Just put, just put your patch on. Put your patch on it. Put it down. <laughs> but it's like two more. It's like two more issues left. Yeah, they got like another whole month and a half of books to go through. Like, like, how long y'all gonna keep doing this? And how many crises is DC gonna go through? Didn't they just do one last year? I was just saying that, like the last podcast, the infinite the crisis that, that was supposed to be. The last crisis. It's like the, for I the listeners, know. I air quoted that, and I don't understand that. Like, I, like, why are there so many crises? Like, and they tried to explain that there weren't going to be any more because the reasons for the crises no longer exist, and blah blah blah. And that's why all of continuity in DC now is connected, which they should have done many fucking years ago. Um, Okay, cute. Can we stop doing crises at DC? Can we do anything else? It's cute. You have a multiverse. Love that for you. But, you know. I'd much rather you I'd much rather you do like maybe do an event where you go from like you like explore different multiverses. Like one, like one multiverse or whatever, you go to one planet, then another event, you go to another multiverse or something like that. Like, I don't know. They gotta do something different. <laughs> I don't know. It's too much. I'm not about to be reading all these fucking crises.
now it needs to go away. All righty. I love y'all a lot. But, uh, we've now hit the end of the road. <laughs> y'all got um, Poison Ivy, um, Wakanda, Gounce. Oh. Uh, next week, we will be covering God damn, that's a long ass list. Um, Axe, Death of the Mutants, number three. Yeah. Immortal X-Men, number seven. Um, Fantastic Four, number 48. We're not covering, but it is an Axe tie-in. Um, Legion of X, number six. God damn, Wolverine, number 25. Jeez. X-Force, number 32. Um, technically, Gambit, number four, comes out next week, but that's not in continuity with the Krakoan era, so read that if you want to. Um... And that's everything. I need this axe event to finish up. Let's yeah. let's wrap it up. Don't think I have the is there an axe eternals um one shot two? Yep. Yep. But it's not coming out next week. Oh okay. I think it comes out the week after next. Uh, what? That's an extensive list. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's how many books we have? One, two, three, four, five, five books. And then a tie-in that if you want to read it, you can. It's going to be gowns, beautiful gowns. That's it. Henry, any recommendations? No? Okay, cool. All right. Love you, faggots. Bye, y'all. Bye, niggas.